We're going to share out of these five. Here's our wordless sermon for the day, okay? And I actually get to participate too. Will you guys let me participate in this one? Yeah. Is that all right? Are you good with that? Okay, so this is called the wordless sermon, or those of you children in Eagle Kids World, you know this as the wordless book. And it's five colors to represent in a picture what is the invitation that Jesus offers to life. So when you say, what is Jesus all about and what is his invitation? That's the message today. Five points off of five colors, and we're going to start it right here with Brinley. Brinley, tell us what this is right here. What do you hold? What does gold represent? Um, it, re, it represents heaven. So gold is for heaven. And do you know the verse that goes with the one for heaven? Did anybody help her out? What verse goes with the one for heaven? Do you guys know it? Uh-huh. What's the reference on that? I think uh, Mr. Daniel might actually just shared it. John 14, 2 is the verse that goes with heaven. Can you hold your color up just like this while we're talking about right there? All right, kids, when you think about heaven, now, by the way, I've prepped them zero on this because I didn't want you guys to think, well, of course, they're only spouting back the answers that Pastor Eric talked to them about what we're going to be talking about on Sunday morning. Kids, have I told you all the questions I'm going to ask you? No. no, which is to much of their parents and their kids' anxiety through the week. I said, I just wanted them to come and be who they are. They've memorized these scriptures. They've been walking with God. They've been learning and growing in a lot of ways. So you're getting unfiltered dialogue about these topics. Fair enough? So you just picture yourself. Perhaps I should call some of the adults up here sometime, and we could just have a wonderful sermon right now. You're thinking, better them than me at the moment. So let's talk about heaven for a minute. Uh, tell me, and any, this is open to any of you guys. What are some things that you think about when you think about heaven? Go ahead, Daniel. Hold the mic good and close so everybody can hear I, you. I think of a place, but the ground is made out of clouds because it's in the sky. I just think of a place with huge walls and like huge apartments and that the ground is made out of clouds. All right, huge apartments in your world, right? Where Jesus said many rooms, right? How about the rest of you, Zach, Annabelle? What do you guys think when you think about heaven? What, are the, what do you think you're gonna enjoy most about heaven? Um, seeing Jesus. Seeing him, right? He's the centerpiece of heaven, right? He's the reason this whole thing is happening that way. So gold represents heaven. So what we're going to do each time here, you get the opportunity to quiz this whole group, right? So by the end of the sermon, when we say, when we hold up the color gold, the whole group's going to say what? Right? And you get to decide if they're doing well or not. Deal? So if they're a little weak or not. And then periodically, we're going to pause and you get to call out some of your friends. So you can be thinking right now about some of your friends and we're going to see if any of them from the Eagle Kids world is willing to be bold enough to stand up where they are and to speak back one of the verses that you've been memorizing for everyone to hear. And then this crew gets to evaluate how you did on the verse. And if you did well, that's what all these prizes over here, you guys get to toss out a prize to them. Does that sound good? All right. All right. Next color. Annabelle, hold it up. Black represents. Tell us about it. Hold the mic good and close. There you go. Black represents sin. The verse? 
For all have sinned and fell short to the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Right. So you got John 14.2, gold is heaven. Romans 3.23, black is sin. So kids, let's talk a little bit about sin. Do you struggle with sin? I struggle with sin. You know, sometimes. What's something, I'll tell you, I'll start. One of the areas I really struggle with with sin is I'm really selfish. Like sometimes I don't like to think about others' needs ahead of my own. I just wanna be selfish and do something for me ahead of everyone else. And I struggle with that. How about you guys? Oh, oh! you want to say that a little louder? Put your mic up here. What'd you say? I don't remember the last time I really did. <laughs> she says, I don't remember the last time I really sinned. I thought that was really good. <laughs> How about some of the rest of you up here? When I argue with my brother all the time. Oh, when you argue with your brother all the time. Siblings tend to bring out a fair amount of sin, I think. <laughs> Is that true, guys? And sin, Daniel, you got something to say about sin. What do you want to say about it? What do you struggle with? I Put the mic up good and close. I struggle with lying because I go lie a lot. Oh, good confessional time right here. Struggles with lying, wants to lie a lot. Don't you appreciate honesty right now about this? How about you, Zach? What's an area you struggle with with sin? Obeying. Obeying. Specifically, anyone in mind? Uh, parents. Oh, mom and dad are so happy right now. Chad and Sarah this way. I thought actually we could, maybe we could should pass the mic to your parents and wonder if we could have each set of parents talk about areas they struggle with with sin. Wouldn't that be good to hear? Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, of course it would. And mom and dad are cringing now. We won't do that. But I thought that'd be fun, right? Because the reality is, church, we all struggle with sin, right? The scripture's clear that each one of us has been born with a propensity to go the wrong way. And so it's nothing new, guys, right? As you grow up, one of the things you're gonna realize is you're not gonna graduate from the struggle with sin. And so the fact that you're wrestling with whether it's obeying or lying or dealing with your siblings, as you get older, all you have to do is ask anyone in this room right here um, who's lived a little more life than you uh, what they're dealing with sin is, and they should be able to honestly talk about some of the areas of themselves. Dan, you wanna say something? You got something? That's all right, you're good. You say you just forgot. Sometimes that happens up here and it's all right, we just roll with it, right? So we've got, hold up, Brindley, hold up gold. Gold, and ask the congregation, what does gold represent? Ask them. What does gold represent? Nice, Annabelle? What does black represent? Sin, awesome. And now, Zach with red. Red represents Jesus' blood. Right, Jesus' blood. What's the verse that goes with that, Zach? Do you remember? Nope. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Any of you, you want some helpers up here beside you? Anybody know the verse that goes with blood? Huh? How about if I helped you with the reference? Would you know it? Oh, do you know it, Brendan? You got it? Huh? Oh, Brant does. All right, this is the time to call out Brant. All right, now... Hey sound, hey, sound tech crew, do we have another mic we can get around here when we call out some folks? Ryan, do we have some other mic we can grab? And we'll get it over here to, we'll get it over here to Brant. This is Brant Mezzo. Brant, are you gonna give us the verse for red, for blood, for Jesus? Yes, no, yes, Katie, yes? All right. And Zach, you get to, you get to pick a prize out for Brant if he gets this right. 
okay? Brant, good and loud into the mic. Michael, we've got another mic here. You, you ready for us? All right, go ahead, Brant. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And what's the reference? Do you know it? Hebrews 9, 22. Yes, all right. What do you want to throw in? There's some shirts underneath there. There's ball shirts. You want to throw in one of those? All right, give them a good toss. All right, round of applause for Brant Mezzo, ladies and gentlemen. So without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, Hebrews 9, 22, which, why is this such a big deal, okay? Kids, why don't you guys talk a few minutes now about what is it about what Jesus has done that's such a big deal when it comes to sin? Daniel, put your, put your mic up there by your mouth so everybody can hear you. Because we can't pay for our own sin. We can't pay for our own sin because we did sin. But Jesus, he didn't ever sin. So he could pay for other people's sins. That's right. So Jesus was perfect and didn't sin. We all have a PhD in sin, so we couldn't really pay for, we couldn't go to the cross and pay for anyone else's sin because we got plenty of our own, right, to deal with, but Jesus went and paid it. How about that? Hey, how about something, what is it about Jesus that, that you most love? What is it about him that just kind of draws you to him that, we're gonna let someone else go for a minute here. Annabelle? I love that he created everything, every living thing, that, so that we could live our wonderful life. Yeah, that he created everything, that we get to live this great life. Zach, what is it for you? What is it you love most about Jesus when you think about him? That he was perfect. That he was perfect. That's a great thing, right? He took it all on. Daniel, what about you? What is it you love most about him? He never sinned. He never sinned, right? How about you down here, Brindley? What is it you love most about Jesus? Everything. Everything. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. I think there's a song that goes along that line, too. All right, you ready to quiz the whole group again on your, on your, so hold up the color and you get to ask them. Okay, go ahead, Brindley. What does gold mean? What does black mean? What does red mean? Jesus' blood. Good job, guys. All right, Daniel, you get white. What does white mean, Daniel? White represents when Jesus' blood cleans our sin. Right, so word is purity, right, or clean. Do you guys use clean, Katie? Clean, okay, clean. So, Daniel, hold that white up while you're talking about it. Okay, what's the verse that goes along with clean? Do any of you know it? Or should we, should we ask, how about we ask another one of our Eagle Kids crew out here, Daniel, you want to, so, hey, Eagle Kids crew, time for you to dial back in here. All right, who wants to, who wants to stand up and share the verse that, okay, that represents purity, say the verse and the reference, and Daniel gets to toss you a prize if you get it right. Who's ready to roll? Daniel, you want to pick her? One of the Smith kiddos right here. Here we go. This ought to be, this, this ought to be a work of art, Smith family. This is going to be a work of art right here. Tell us who you are there, wonderful Smith girl. Good and loud. All right, Hunter, I see how this works, huh? Move on to the next one. She's not quite there. Okay, pass, pass. All right, next one. Who? Kids, where are you? Get your hand up good in the air. Get a prize. Tell us the verse that goes with purity. 
Encourage your children's ministry leaders way in the back. Ryan, way back there in the back. I see a young hand going up. Tell, they're coming. They're bringing you the mic. Tell us who you are and then give us the verse, okay? Um, my name is Enron, and it re- represents um, that Jesus gave his Wait, God gave his one and only son to wipe our sins clean. Right. Do you know the verse that goes with that? No. It's in the book of Acts. Do you remember it? No. It's all right. Give it a whirl. Acts 16. Huh? Rebecca, here we go. Some down here in the front. Good job, young man. Way to get us rolling down there. Rebecca over here. Rebecca, what's the verse that goes with purity? Acts what? Acts 16, 31. 31. You want to say it for us? Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your whole house. Whoa, how about that? (laughs) You get to pick. What do you want? You get to pick, Daniel, whatever you want. Huh? Now, it's his sister, so he's probably thinking, what is it I want to hang out and play with, too? That's, that's a T-shirt. T-shirt? You're going to give her the beach ball? Okay. Good job. Good job. Oh, Daniel says she already has a beach ball. How about that? Some type of floaty thing. Wing it to her. See how she does right there. Nice. Good job, Daniel. Good job, Rebecca. That's how it Good works. Good job, Still. Rebecca. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about, I would like you to tell the congregation about some things in your life that are helpful to you to help keep you clean or pure spiritually, thinking the right thoughts, saying the right words, having the right attitude. Kids, is the question clear? Like, what are some things that help you with that? Annabelle, go ahead. Obeying my parents. Obeying your parents helps you do that. Okay, Zach? Reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Have you guys been reading the Bible more recently than you have before? Nope. Huh? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Unfiltered honesty right there. That's what many of you are thinking when I ask that question in messages before. She just says it. How about you? Have you been reading the Bible a little more, Zach, than you were before? Yeah, kind of. What does Bible reading look like for you right now? Like, are you doing it at night, in the mornings? How many days a week? Do you do every day, every other day? What? Uh, in the morning sometime. In the morning sometime? Pretty much every day for you right now? Nah. Nah? Like, maybe once every week. Okay, once a week. Good job. Daniel, what is it you want to say about purity and what helps you keep clean? Okay. Believing in Jesus as your Savior. Right, that's the key, right? So you believe in Christ and what he's done, and that's what turns the paper from black to white, right? The red, his blood in between. That helps us. Brindley, you wanted to say anything about this? No, you're good? You're good, okay, awesome. All right, oh, I guess I've got green right here. Green represents what? Kids, what's what's this one? Grow. Grow, Grow, right? So green means grow. So how about, should we see if someone out there knows the verse to go with green? Uh, Brindley, you want to be this one? To, you want to see? Who out there, Eagle Kids, who knows the verse to go with green? Do you see a hand you want to pick on? I think there's like a little girl. You see that girl's hand right there? Yeah. Do you want to call on her? Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan, where's our roving mic? 
It looks like beside the Sears family, maybe. Is this an extension of the Sears family? I can't see your face back there. So, All right, introduce us. Who, who are you? Who are you? Ellie Kate. Oh, Ellie Kate. Okay, great. Tell us growing the verse the, that goes. Growing in the grace of knowledge. For the Lord, Jesus Christ. Nice. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You want to give her a prize? You can. I'll take the mic. You can go ahead and pull a prize out and just walk it down the aisle to her, huh? While we're up here talking about. Good job, Ellie Kate. Is that who that was? I could Is that what I... Nice job. So green means grow. You can walk it down to her and then you can toss it to her. So 2 Peter 3.18 is the reference on this. Kids, why don't you talk about some of the ways you've been growing recently in the book of Acts because you have been studying the book of Acts downstairs in Eagle Kids World. Yes, true or false? True. Yeah, book of Acts. Hey, V, why don't you put the slide up there that shows the, the scriptural, kind of the clock, the one that's all the way around. So this is in your handouts on your message notes, and it's a visual to represent the journey that our Eagle kids are going on with the Discovery Land curriculum. So as these kids stay immersed in the curriculum we're in, every three years they make it all the way around the clock from Genesis to Revelation. So this past, the springtime, you've been in the book of Acts, Right? So a little bit more like 10, 11 o'clock on the dial up there. Tell us, tell us a couple of things that you've learned out of the book of Acts that have been helpful to you. That Peter went to jail three times. That Peter what? Went to jail three times. He went to jail three times. And what happened in the jail? What happened? Um, the first time Jesus rescued, and Jesus sent an angel to rescue him. The third time, the second time, the same thing. The third time, Peter was asleep because um, he was pretty confident that he would be, he would get out of jail. And an angel um, got him, and guards were like guarding all around him. And they just like walked right past two guards at the main gate, and they went out to the street, and then the angel just disappeared. How about that? Yeah, Peter, huh? he saw a lot of good things happening through there. How about the rest of you guys? Tell us some things in Acts. What have you been learning in your study in Acts? Peter uh, never stopped telling about Jesus, even though the um, people said you, you should stop, but he still went to jail. And even though he knew that he might go to jail again, he still did it. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Because what Annabelle just brought up, he went to jail three times. Each time when he got out, what did he keep doing, Zach? Continue to tell everyone about Jesus. Which is the very thing that landed him in jail the last time, right? Yeah. How about that? And that tells you what about his character? What does it say about the kind of person Peter is? Daniel. Brave. Faith? No, he has brave. Oh, did you say brave? <laughs> yeah, he was really brave. Like A lot of courage to do that, right? Uh-huh. What does that tell us about our lives? Do you think it's going to be hard sometimes to stand up for Jesus in our world? Huh? Yes. It's going to be hard, right? And when it gets hard, what do you think God expects us to do? To still do it. Exactly. Not to <laughs> shrink back in fear, right? Peter didn't shrink back in fear. It was hard. He actually must have been pretty peaceful. He fell asleep, like Annabelle said, right? Just took a nap in jail. God's got this, right? God, Go ahead, Daniel. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. Say that a little bit louder with the mic up close to you. 
But Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. Exactly. So one of the things you learn in the book of Acts is the role of the Holy Spirit in your lives, right? Let's talk to us about what's something you've learned about the Holy Spirit in these last few months. Annabelle? Um, when the Holy Spirit came down, there was tongues of fire up above their heads. And then that's when the church began. Yeah, that's right. Remember, what, remember where that was at? Around Acts. Acts, do you remember? Chapter... Acts 2, what's it called? Day of uh -huh. Pentecost, right? Day of Pentecost, right? Holy Spirit's poured out. What about some of the rest of you? What are you saying about the Holy Spirit? Roll the Holy Spirit, the difference the Holy Spirit makes in our lives. What's something you've been learning? Looks like it's time to give another prize away. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, let's give another prize away. All right, you get to see. All right. Mike, put the DL12 list up. So here's 12 core scriptures that the kids are learning. And so you should be able to, for the most part, walk up to any of these kids and or their parents. And they should be able to, in some form or fashion, right, mom and dad? Could we pass the mic to a mom or dad, or do you think we should just stick with the kids? Kids. Oh, <laughs> Annabelle's sticking the kids with stuff, mom and dad. All right, you go kids. You get to pick any one of those except John 3.16. That one's, no, that one's just a little bit too easy for you. So you get to pick any one of them. Who hasn't got to call someone out yet? Annabelle, you get to pick someone out there and throw a prize to them if they get it right. Who are you going to call Rebecca. Where are we at? Rebecca, is that a Chagdis family member back there? All right, Rebecca yeah. Chagdis. Put the Chagdis crew online. Hold on until the mic gets to you. Pick a prize for if she gets this, a ball or a T-shirt. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Woo, good job, Rebecca, go ahead and toss it to her, you want me to hold the mic for you? Go ahead and throw it to her, come on. Oh, all right, help her out, let's get that back to Rebecca, Chag, just toss it all the way back. All right, that's okay, it's kind of a light ball, it doesn't cover a lot of distance. Good job, Rebecca, good work. We got a couple more prizes up here. Do you want to call out a couple more? Brindley, you want to do this next one? You get to pick someone out of the group who's raising their hand to say that they can repeat back one of those top 12 verses. Where are we at? Who, somebody pointing. Oh, I see a young hand. Do you see a hand right back up here? You want to go with her? Okay, hold on just a second. We got one right. Ryan, we got someone beside you. We can't see. Okay, tell us who you are, hon. Acts 1631, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, do you? Part of the verse. Um, Acts 1631. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. All right, let's give her a hand. Go walk that t-shirt back to her. You want to do? We got we got one more prize here. You think we can? You just you just did one. How about we let one of these two guys do it? Zach or Daniel? How about Daniel? You want to do this last one? Now here's the thing. Were you were you saying, Katie? Is there someone over here on this side that had their hand up? Oh, way back over there. Who is that? Isaac. Isaac Threkel. Tell us which verse are you going to do, buddy? Second Peter three eighteen. Let's hear it. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Good job, buddy. Round of applause. See him back there? Stand up. Look at him right there. Hit it. How, Daniel, let's see your right arm. What you got? What you got? All right. All right. Good job. Good job. Yes, that's right. All right. You ready to do a quiz of the whole group now? Back to the colors. All right. Go ahead, Brindley. Get us started. What does yellow um, mean? <laughs> what does black mean? What does red mean? You're up, buddy. What, what does white mean? Clean and green? Grow. Grow. And these five words represent the invitation that Jesus offers us to life. Right? Were you about to say something down there? Or are we just, you good? <laughs> Sermon getting a little long up here. <laughs> Let's go throw down up here. So, um, kids, before, and Annabelle's going to wrap us up in prayer in just a minute. Um, but I thought, just to kind of draw our attention to a couple of things. George Barna does a lot of work with research stuff for churches and Christian organizations. And he says the number one job of every local church should be to turn children into spiritual champions. And he says, why do I say that? He says, because his data shows that by the age of nine, most children's general spiritual direction is set. By the age of 13, the core of their spiritual identity is set. It doesn't mean there isn't work that can be done after nine or after 13. So to encourage you, if you're here, you're like, boy, what's, I'm a lost cause now. No, what does that mean? Barna just says it's the responsiveness, the fruitfulness, the formative nature of these hearts and lives at the stages they are. There's just it, the receptivity, right? Their ability to look across even the study in the book of Acts and memorize some of these scriptures. How challenging is it, right? When we get around them and we hear about all the verses they've memorized and we're stumbling to connect reference to form of a verse and all those things. But what Barna's research is bringing up is just something that's why this matters so much to us here, gang. Why, did, why do we spend all the energy? You know, these guys have only been in the new curriculum for four months. So it started February 7th. And they've been in the book of Acts for a bulk of that time. And then this summer, they're gonna be on, Mike, can you put the clock back up? They're gonna be more like um, five, six o'clock on the dial there. They're gonna be in Ruth and Samuel and doing some work this summer. And then they're gonna go, Six, seven o'clock on the dial this fall, they're going to be in First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. So between now and the end of the year, you've got Ruth, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles. And some of you as parents right now are going, boy, I need to bone up on what's going on here because your kids are going to be coming home, I think appropriately so, challenging us and stretching us with just normal Christian life would be growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus because of what they found in him. And so I want to close with this verse that I think represents and frames today and why we're doing what we're doing, and it's Paul's words to Timothy. 2 Timothy 1.5, here's what Paul said in writing a letter to Timothy, I have been reminded, hey kids, why don't you read this with me, you ready? Let's say it all together. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. What do you think that verse means? 
this doesn't work anymore. Guys, you got anything to say on that verse? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so look, Paul says, I've been reminded of your sincere faith. So what does that say about Timothy? You think Timothy grasps the core message of the wordless book here? He did, right? But where did it start for Timothy? It started in his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. And I think you've got some Lois and Eunices out here in front of you, do you not? Don't you have some parents, some grandparents, some children's ministry leaders, small group leaders, discipleship team leaders, discovery station leaders who are pouring into your lives? Yeah? They're the Loises and Eunices, right, that are building into the Timothys of tomorrow, right here. You're the Lois and Eunice of today, building into the Timothys of tomorrow. And that's what we're deeply committed to as a church. Because we recognize how formative this age is in grasping what Christ has to offer. And kids, did you know we, got, we took some pictures? So before you pray, Annabelle, hey Mike, flip through these pictures. Tell us what's going on here, kids. What are you saying, Brindley? Your sister's in that. What's going on there? This is one of the Discover stations downstairs, and you're learning something in this boat, yes? Kids, what are you guys doing here? To share? Huh? You're walking on water with pre It's in one of the Discover stations, the Block Discover station. Flip through some more of these pics, V. So here's a good pic. I thought, what is the, what's going on here? Um, that kid helping the other kid. Yeah. Uh, boys, notice this is probably a common posture you're going to have to get used to here. <laughs> notice it's a young girl providing good direction to a young boy. I thought, yeah, that's pretty much the rest of our lives, isn't it? Zach, Daniel, you paying attention to that? You see what I'm saying there? You get it? Yeah. It's trying to help you out for down the road here. Bring you back up for a, another discussion about relationships and all that stuff. That'll be a good time. Okay. <laughs> Zach. See some more right there? So all that's going on, right? So there's seven different Discover Stations downstairs in action. Things like Lego Station, Play-Doh Station, Food Station. There's going to be a sand. Well, there's kind of a temporary sand. We're going to get a permanent sand one built, right? So what are the things, can you say a couple things about what's been most helpful with the Discover stations? What do you like most about them? Daniel. Mike. It's like they give us an experience before the Bible story so that we know what the people in the Bible story experience. Right. And I think that's really helpful. Yeah, it's good. Annabelle? So that we can like, um, get like kind of a little head start on what we're going to be learning. Exactly. So it's like some hands-on things, right? So they go to like a Play-Doh station or a Lego station or a food station. They're doing something interactive with the core Bible story of the day. So the most recent journey has been the book of Acts. And believe you me, it's really going to be helpful when you get into Kings and Chronicles to have something with Lego and Play-Doh and all those things. That's really going to help the engagement factor through that section. Trust me on that one, huh? That's going to be good. And so, gang, this is why we've spent a couple hundred thousand dollars doing a whole lot of work downstairs, and you wonder what it's about. This is what it's about. So it's these kinds of activities. It's this kind of grounding and learning. It's this kind of internalization of Jesus' message of faith. Because, again, we've only been at it four months. Can you run the clock out for me? Can you imagine five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road? 
Can you think about what handoffs are gonna happen to student ministry that Rob and Ian and their whole team are gonna have a whole group of young people who've come through this and then are launched off? Can you picture Ignite Camp five or 10 years from now and how different some of this, even the spiritual climate of those who are leading and influencing their peers that way? Is it encouraging to you as it is to me? This is what it means to be the community of faith together because we're all in together. You guys did a great job. Are you ready to wrap this up in prayer? Huh? Annabelle, would you pray for us as we close it out? Dear Lord, thank you for everything. Thank you for letting us be here today to learn more about you. And that just thank you for dying on the cross for us so you can so we can forgive so that you can forgive us and that we know that you rose again. And Amen. Let's give these kids a round of applause.